Hello and welcome to the show. Now, multi-format, real-time ingest, working remotely, controlling multiple interfaces and ingest services, and generating or versioning for the various archive and post-production processes can be a challenging prospect. Yeah, and today we're talking about a leading solution for this. And here to tell us more is Lewis Cacaldi from Synergy. It's nice to have you back with us, Lewis. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. It's nice to be back here. Excellent. So, Lewis, today we're talking about Synergy Capture. So let's start with a quick overview uh, and how it can improve cloud implementation. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, a, another major release of Synergy Capture. And uh, we've been obviously using and producing this product now for getting on about 10 years since the first one came out. Uh, yeah. So we continue to improve it and tune it. Uh, the, the notable changes we've made this time around is continuing that cloud journey. So we've had customers working with our tools in the cloud and various different uh, of our products in the cloud for about five years now. We've had the, the Playout solution available there. Uh, hmm. But what we've done with the newest version of Capture is we, we've taken some steps that help make that even easier to, to use from the cloud uh, and to roll that out. So starting maybe immediately, or by the time anyone sees this, uh, Synergy Capture will have been glued <laughs> into uh, the AWS Marketplace entries we've got where you have the channel in the cloud uh, and similarly on Azure. So we've been enhancing the performance, enhancing the way we can integrate with reverse proxies, integrating with streams and offloading. So there's been all sorts of kind of uh, evolution rather than revolution that we've made in there that just helps make that smoother and slicker uh, and continues letting people carry out those kind of operations there. So we've got to we've got to bear in mind that there's a there's a uh, everyone's at a different stage of getting into the cloud. Some people are fully there, some people hybrid edge. It's you know just just on the edge, so to speak. So how does it work for people who uh, or for broadcasters or for anyone who, okay, maybe they've got some storage in the cloud, but they're not working in the cloud yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm one of those people that's definitely very much on the edge. Uh, I've, been, I've been there for yeah. at least a year. Uh, so, uh, I mean, at, at the moment, obviously, we, we aren't yet at the stage and hopefully never will be where we digitize humans and run them in VMs themselves. So uh, there is still the requirement for interaction with the cloud. You know, you're not filming a live event yeah. in the cloud. You're filming a live event in a studio or on a sports field. Uh, so that two-way interaction remains incredibly important. So what we've done with our software is made sure that we've got web services throughout and accessible video previews that can come back. So you can either kind of remote your control station so that you've just got some thin client, dumb terminal or a web app that you can run on a tablet or on some just any, any machine and reach into it there uh, and then run the control panels up next to a cloud engine. Or you can actually remote the right. entire uh, data stream uh, and control stream back to a, a control station that you've got running on your premise. So you can actually have had that control station there for years already, and you're just kind of connecting up. So one of the big changes in the newest version of Capture is we've integrated SRT, the Secure Reliable Transport Open Protocol, okay, yeah, yeah. for being able to backhaul those previous preview streams. So a great feature of Synergy Capture is you get this kind of Output preview cool. stream, the traditional kind of E to ESDI output of what's my port seeing, yeah. uh, that comes back as a compressed IP stream and now supports SRT. So you can actually view that 
both in remoted panels your end or in anything that supports uh, SRT. So you can literally just run up VLC and look at the preview stream of a capture engine if you've got appropriate permissions through to that. Uh, so we're, we're ready to deal with whatever way customers want to work with the cloud, whether they just want to run a backup engine up in the cloud and then backhaul their control signals and preview streams, or if they want to remote the entire workstation into a virtual workstation and then just use thin desktop apps so they can just go home and remote into the same environment. Mm. The thing about the cloud is it, it, it opens yeah. up just endless options and every customer wants to do something a little bit different. So uh, the key to making something more cloud enabled for us is just continuing to open that spectrum of possibilities for people. Now, Lewis, we've been we've been speaking for must be over ten years now for uh, trade shows around around the world, and in recent years you've been sort of leading the way in eight K technology, and uh, particularly when we could have shows back in I think last time we saw it was or uh, Olympics, <laughs> or, yeah, in two thousand nineteen, and you were doing some cool eight K demonstrations. How, how's that technology progressing? I mean, who's using eight K? Um, and in terms of synergy capture, um, how how much does it take to run this software? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, it's the classic chicken and egg problem where there'll be no 8K until there's tools to do 8K and then there'll be no tools to do 8K really until there's a re reason for people to do it. So what we are seeing out there in the world is still quite a lot of early adoption type work where people are using it for experimental single camera lock-offs where they might zoom, zoom about. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Olympics was supposed to be the big flagship event where it, it tries to go for real and that's been knocked back and knocked back. Uh, uh, so, you know, we, we still remains to be seen what may or may not happen there. Uh, the other use case we've seen people working with 8K for, and it's been nothing to do with broadcast, really. It's been automation, uh, you know, industrial applications to film equipment failing and moving around pictures and so on. So it, it's still, mm. it's definitely not something we're seeing people using day in day out and it's very similar to the way 4k was actually quite a long time to genuinely get mm. adopted but the way it impacts yeah. most of our customers isn't being 8k even slightly it's the fact that 8k is just for lots of, of 4k uh, so all the optimizations <laughs> we've done in our tooling that let us take an 8k camera in uh, when you're working in SDI, that literally is just four UHD 12G cables. So you can just as easily press a button and run four UHD captures in the same equipment instead. And that actually does have real value for our customers. So all of the optimization we've done where we move on to GPU processing as an option, where we do the ability to uh, optimize all the threads and run on, on large core machines, uh, where we can support the quite dense SDI boards, uh, all of that actually trickles down to uh, people running in much more normal practical workloads where they can now do multiple UHD because of process optimization uh, or a great many HD. Uh, we actually had to knock the system up. It, we ran out of slots in the software configurator <laughs> because of the way that you can actually mm. stack these things quite high. Uh, that actually even has benefits all the way into the cloud where people are partitioning machines up into smaller blocks and chunks uh, you know, when you think about what was a machine you would buy and you could run a load of channels on, now when you run in the cloud, chances are you're on the same bit of hardware, but you're actually working in a tiny slot of it. So uh, even all the way down to just recording in a little old SD, the improvements we make for 8K can help you run in a smaller, therefore cheaper 
uh, virtual machine in the cloud. So it, it's one of those things where 8K grabs all the attention for like, woo, shiny new thing that catches catches people's eyes at trade shows or we can use to mm. film tiny train sets. But it, you know, day in, day out, the impact is that every version of Capture we release, just like with every version of Air, just gets faster uh, on the same hardware or by using relatively inexpensive GPU add-on accelerator cards. So does this enhance any other any other features? Is this going to, you know, yeah, if, if people aren't using 8K, are there any, any other usability enhancements that, that, that have become a reality since, you know, since this new release? Yeah, I mean, obviously, whenever we're trying to do kind of press releases and details about what's happening in our products, there's a few things that people kind of swoop upon as the, oh, look, 8K, that, that will catch yeah. the eye. But in actual fact, day yeah. in, day out, it's all of the tiny usability enhancements that aren't individually worthwhile mentioning. The fact that you know there's now the ability to configure mandatory metadata, or there's an extended set of macros you can drop into metadata configuration. You know, or you can click an icon, and, and now you'll get two or three extra pieces of information about the GPU load percentage. These things aren't the kind of stuff you can call out as being, hey, look at this, get this one, because it's got an extra yeah. number for a GPU. But day to day, you, you, you take a few <laughs> dozen of these enhancements and bundle them together, and people start, oh, yeah, that's nice, yeah. And then if they end up you know, moving around and jump on an older one, they're just like, oh, wow, uh, I'm missing like the information, or I can't actually use that macro in, in this old one. We've got to upgrade it. So yeah, there, there continues to be just uh, an evolution in what we do with those interfaces to make them better, to make them more remotable, but also just the boring stuff like making template editing easier and uh, putting putting some yeah. better okay. colored little dials of like how close am I to my GPU overloading and stopping. Uh, you know, there's a, a lot of those kind of things get slotted in. So, you know, even if people aren't worried about the 8K stuff, if you're doing uh, a, a lot of uh, GPU related compression, just enabling the GPU pipeline can mean that you could be doing like four HD captures on a, a couple of hundred euro gaming PC from five years ago, just by having a GPU board in uh, and choosing GPU accelerated codecs. Uh, so yeah, th there's there's a lot of value to be had there, uh, depending upon what people's requirements are. Uh, and, and a lot of this is driven as well by people trying to migrate workloads into the cloud and trying to uh, do as much as possible in the, uh, in the, the VMs where you, there's a real world cost for every extra little bit of CPU power you light up in there. That's great. Thank you very much, Lewis. It's always always good to hear you. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up soon in due course, I'm sure. Uh, do also check out the Synergy website, uh, synergy.com, where you can find a link to download an evaluation version of Synergy Capture. That's it for today, but do check out kitplusshow.co.uk, where you can find information on the fast approaching face-to-face -face Kit Plus Show being held at Media City UK this summer. The registration is going to be open soon. Uh, many thanks also to Media Proxy who support Kit Plus TV. You can see them at mediaproxy.com. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. See you next time.